next legacy. All legacy access. I am branded here to tonight and a, a show that I've been actually looking forward to over the last few days because I feel like when it comes to historic events, I feel like this gentleman played a a, a masterful role into the development of uh, not just songwriters, but, I mean, let's keep it real. Mr. Mickey Stevenson is the first A&R Motown. Uh, he developed that sound, and it's just, you know, historic. I mean, you listen to songs like this, and you listen to other songs, and you really – you know, to me, I came I came into this life, you know, in, in the 70s. But, you know, back then in the 60s or whatnot, it was still like, you know, as a as a fan of music, you know, I feel like it's, it's going to always withstand the test of time. When you put good penmanship down with good talent, um, it makes the dream work in a lot of different ways. And it's just, you know, something that is needed and necessary, I feel like it's relevant when you're developing not just that particular artist, but making sure that you have a specific sound that actually caters to uh, their strengths. And I feel like when it comes to introduction, I feel like Mickey Stevenson, not only does he deserve one, I feel like he deserves more. But, uh, you know, with this being a radio show, and I welcome everybody that's listening, not just in the States, but overseas, all the, all the Japan listeners, 98 2.3, the beat in Japan, and, you know, as many listeners as we have and as, as many people who love history and historic when it comes to uh, just the, the name Motown, I think the name Motown is definitely relevant because of this guy here, and let's just make sure that we give a warm welcome to Mr. Mickey Stevenson on Next Legacy Radio. Mr. Stevenson. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Charlie, how can I follow that, my man? <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta. Well, I gotta tell you, it's 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 more than a, a a an honor to be able to have a discussion with you live on the air with a, a lot of people who not only just remembers but knows and appreciates the uh, the historicness, if that's even a word, that you have displayed throughout your career. So we have to give you credit where credit's due, sir. Oh man, thank you very much, but boy, I don't want to seem like a humble guy, but my God, that's just more than I, I expected. <laughs> more than you expected? Oh, you know, hey, 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 I'm telling you, sir, like, hey, we, we, we're going to make sure we take good care of you, though, not just now, but going forward. I mean, I know you have so many different things going on. Um, I know you have a book I know you want to talk about. I know you have um, just your opinions when it comes to just the evolution of music. But I want to take you back in the beginning because you, you're you the, you know, the first person who who has had their foot in not just A&R work and, and production for Motown, but, I mean, did you know back then that some of the stuff you were writing will still withstand the test of time as we look into it now, 2016? Man, I had no idea. And I got to tell you, not only I had no idea, none of us did. Smokies, uh, Holland Dozier, we just did what we did. Norman Whitfield, it was no, me personally, it came from the heart. And in doing mm -hmm. it and in writing and creating, you just wanted to do all you could to a song and I would tell the guys when they were producing and writing, I said, listen, man, when you've done all you can do, that's it. Leave it alone. Let's record mm -hmm. it, let it go. Next tune. We had no idea that this 
that I would say this, and I mean it from my heart, that the Lord took this to another level. No idea what's going Amen. Amen. And I look at it, Mr. Stevenson, as this. Like I said to start the show, I'm, you know, born in the 70s, so I didn't I didn't get a chance to, you know, really absorb and listen to it until, you know, later on in my life, too. But, you know, as you go through listening to music, you, I mean, as a fan of music, and I, and I think most of us who really have a good concept of listening to not just the sound but the passion that an artist has, but also looking at it from a writing standpoint, too, like I feel like when it comes to, you know, your your penmanship, sir, some of the things that you have helped put together, I mean, not just the Smokies and the Marvin Gaye's and the Stevie Wonders, but, I mean, the evolution of it and just how it all was put together, just, you know, it just made it just made what it was, which was good, beautiful music. And my question to you, uh, Mickey, is this. It's like, you know, you, you guys didn't know that you were creating history, but how did it, how did it feel after a certain song was done and produced and put out there for the listeners at that time. That's a, that's a, that's a surprising moment there. When you finish a song and, and you work on it forever in the studio and all that wonderful stuff, hearing on the radio, that's good too. You get a thrill out of that, no question. But when you stand in, say, an Apollo or one of the theaters or even in a, in a, a dance hall where people are dancing and, and carrying on in the club, and you hear them sing your song and sing and know every line, that is a huge for me. And I could say that for like Smokey and others because I watch their faces. That is a huge thrill. That is a thrill that you cannot beat. That they took the time not only to sing the song but to learn to know all the lyrics and do it with feeling. Man, that is fantastic. It takes you to a certain place, and you look at it from my standpoint, too, and I'm pretty sure there's other listeners with different, uh, uh, you know, age range, demographics, and whatnot. So it wasn't, you know, to me, I always feel like this, Mickey. It, 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 you know, I feel like even though the birthplace, Motown, everything you guys did had that sound, um, the way you guys put songs together wasn't really catering to just one race. It was universal, and I think that's probably – why a lot of people can be able to relate to it and gravitate to the appreciation of how that sound was at that particular time. Am I right by saying that? You're right, man. And what made that uh, uh, work so wonderfully well is that we all worked like uh, like one family kind of thing. In other words, if you were in a room writing, we, I, had, I had about five different rooms, and each writer and producer team or single would be in one of those rooms on a tape recorder working on his product. And for me, I demanded to have the stuff ready for the studio. So, and to, to keep stay on top of my job, I would walk in every room and listen to what you're doing. Okay. Mm. Now, so would other producers. And say, if I walked into your room and you was and, and you into a song, you say, hey, 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 Mickey, I'm stuck right here, man. I hit a wall, and I say, let me hear it. You play it down. I say, hey, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Or I'd hum a hook. Or and each producer would do the same for the other one. Well, that meant. We were all joining each other, so there was no uh, that that gave it a a, a a a universal feeling right there. Then all come from you. The thought could have come from one of the thoughts could have come from me or somebody, and then you took that and added it to your song and took it to another level, and that kind of stretched out. And we had a lot of fun doing that. A lot of fun. You follow what I'm saying? A lot of history was made. A lot of history was made, and you can and you can feel it, and not just like you said, just the 
the you know people singing it verbatim, but just the dancing, just the the vibe, the way things were. You uh, a specific song was a nice breakup song. What becomes of a broken heart? And it takes two. And you know you go back and you 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 get a certain feeling. Like I mean, and and I know these songs are like you know so iconic and so you know it. it I just feel like in a lot of ways, a lot of generations are going to continue it because of the of the impact and the way that it. It, it felt so. You know, another question I have for you, Mickey, and Mickey Stevenson is our guest on on All Legacy Access, brought to you by Next Legacy Radio. And I feel like you know, just getting into the mind of a writer itself, because I think a lot of young people and a lot of people that's really aspiring to be at a specific level to where you were um, would probably want to would want to know. So, you know, you have your team of people. So, I mean, these hits that you that I just pretty much put out there, Mickey, how long did it take you to write it? Or, or what was you feeling at a certain particular time that made you feel like, okay, yeah, I need to go ahead and put this out and, and get this out there for this particular artist to be able to sing? Uh, the writing part, man, that came from moments walking, thinking, being with someone. It's not like you just sit down and go, go write a song. It was just like the idea come from something. Like you and I talking, mm-hmm. like the energy you give me right now. That, that kind of feeling, I would say, write a song in, in that order. And right who on. I would give that tune to would be depending on who was around or who, I, who who would come in my mind while I'm writing. And I would say that would work for almost every writer, uh, unless he was determined uh, or said in advance that you got to write a song for Marvin Gaye. And sometimes that would happen as well. Like I said, I was told, okay, man, we need a hit on Marvin Gaye. And I, in my book, I make that real clear. It was not like I jumped the road to hit on Marvin Gaye. It didn't work like that. I had to figure out right. how can I get this guy to go along with where I'm coming from and and put his heart into this song. Uh, so now you got to figure it out, and then you got to study your, your 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 artist and decide what would make this marriage work between you, him, and me, and the song. And mm-hmm. you got to know the individual you're dealing with. Some of us had the opportunity, of course to hear hits or records on, say, a Four Tops or somebody first, then they at least right. they had an idea how to get to it or watch them record, watch them when they shook their head when they didn't like something, watch them when they smiled when they did like something. So you can take all that and use that when you're producing mm-hmm. an artist. But songs come from moments and times and words and people, for me anyway. You know, I could be hearing right. something in a, in a restaurant, and I'll snatch the cloth off the table and write down a <laughs> write down the lyrics. <laughs> you know, see, and the, the owner of the waiter say, "Man, you can't write on that." I say, "Here, man, here, I pay for it, but I I, I need this." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure those are those are where you know some of those uh, some of those real moments that uh, you know probably uptight, you know, by Stevie Wonder probably came from a napkin that Mickey wrote and had an idea and he just continued to push it through, push it through. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to be able to hear it, man. Like, this is yeah. Here's a funny one for you. Marvin Gaye, the stubborn uh-huh. kind of fella, that song, that came right. from him as a person. Watch, see, look here, look here. See, very, wow, very good information right there. That is, that is, that is the truth. It's amazing, amazing. Mickey Stevens is our guest on All Legacy Access and, I, I feel like when it when was there any specific time during especially the the you know once you got there 
you know, everything you did with A&R and, and writing and production, you know, took flight. So was there any pressure of, of trying to write a good song or was it just let's just go with what we feel and let the listeners kind of take heed to whether if it was a hit or not? Well, you, you got your finger right on it, man. But we had a we had a, a, a meeting once a week that we call quality control. And in that meeting, we brought all the tunes. I had no; it was my job to make sure all the tunes were there. I might add that were right. submitted on the artists for the next release or what release they would have or whatever. So we had to sit down with these songs. And in that quality control meeting, you had an opportunity to listen to everybody's product on any particular artist. And in doing that, we would even decide as a as a unit, okay, these three songs are better for say the four right. times. Which one is gonna be the one? Well, every producer wants his tune to be the one, of course. That's that speaks for itself. But that may not be the one to go out. So between Smokey, Barry and I and a few others, we'd sit there and we'd have to figure out which one's gonna go. Now me being the NR director I would be betting on my songs and the songs of the producers that I told to write that particular song. So now the money would right. have to come up on the table. <laughs> Put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So what I'm saying is, we'd play. Then we'd play those tunes again, and we'd come up with some format of bringing someone in, outsiders, got nothing to do with anything. Listen, you know. Sometimes we'd have a table of young kids there, and we'd play five mm-hmm. or six songs and stick that one in the middle, and get you know get some kind of feedback other than. But remember, right. we already, we have already broken it down to maybe two or three songs. You follow me? Mm-hmm. Now, which one of those two would be the one? So we use some kind of approach to try to find other than our own egos and prides to make the, pick out the one that would go out. And thank right. God, 90% of the time, we were right. There you go. There you go. That's what you love to hear right there. And, I, you know, and I, I feel like that when it comes to just the, the selections, the select, I mean, you know, and Mickey, I said, again, I'm going to stress this, and all the people out there that's listening, like, the way I feel Right now is the way I feel because to, to me I always feel like the writers and the people like the artists is always going to be it's kind of like the quarterback of an NFL team they're going to get all the glory but when you don't have a you know when you got a pretty solid defense and they're they're pretty much doing a lot of the lion's share of the work too you you don't you don't hear them as much and I always feel like when it comes to the writers that put you know people in proper positions as far as allowing them to just be able to be free. Was there any was there any particular artist that you felt was, you know, took whatever you wrote, your concept, your thing, and just took it to a, you know, even higher level? I know you got a roster of, of people, but just, you know, just know certain songs that you wrote or put together that you can just say, hey, you know what, they took it and they did magical work with it. I can give you pre right off the bat. Stevie okay. Wonder, Marvin right. Gaye, Levi Stubbs are the four tops. There you Whatever go. Whatever you gave you them, go. they took it to another level. And are I feel like me? it's it's <laughs> I, I am I am loud and clear just because just you you name those three iconic guys and I I feel like this it's you know a lot of people can appreciate good music but also a lot of people can really just you know hone in and just understand. You know, the good music comes from good writers, too. And, you know, you, you, you mix all that in together, and then there you have it. So, you know, how do you feel about how do you feel about just certain things the way that it's done today? I mean, 
You know, Motown was, like I said, people talk about Motown, you always go back to the history. You know, a lot of people can understand it, can appreciate it, can listen to, oh, you know, classic songs. You know, I, I try not to say old school because to me it just kind of sounds redundant. Like classic <laughs> songs to me is just a little, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, old school, old school what? Like, you know, what what does that really mean? Like, you know, classic, you know, iconic songs kind of sound a little bit better to me. But, you know, how do you feel about today's, today's writing, today's music, just today, period, when it comes to this industry? Well, it's a difficult answer to that. And because, you know, my son, Navo, who's an incredible writer, producer, he's won four Grammys in different mm-hmm. categories. So I cannot knock anything. I can say that some of the music I am not excited about, putting it mildly, uh, because uh, the lyrics, I don't hear the story. I just hear hooks. Uh and some of the music, I think, is phenomenal. And, right. Um, so I, I guess it's who you're listening to and at what time you're listening. Um, I, I'm not uh, a, a electronic musical person. I like <laughs> the feeling of live musicians. I like that. Absolutely. I like, you know, where they, yeah, they they interpret. They they become artists themselves when when you are producing a record and the bass player adds his feeling to your 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 music or the guitar or the drummer. They add their feeling to what you've laid out. Then it, it seems like things grow to a a, a a warm unified sound of love. You know what I mean? Uh, when it's not added, it comes. Not that it can't get through electronically, but that's a different feeling. That's a different warmth. So uh, when you add that, for me, to music, I look for the warm, the lyrics, the feeling. And some of it I've heard, I say, phenomenal. And some I say, ah, I hear you. I know it's a hit, but I don't get it. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like this, Mickey. I, I hear it. But I don't feel it. Like it's like a you know, it's like you're inhabiting a body with no soul. Like what happened to the soul at the end of the day? Like, you know, and then a lot of us go fishing for those classics. They we go we go look for Jimmy Ruffin, we go look for Marvin Gaye, we go look for Stevie Wonder, we go look for the four tops, the temptations, a lot of people who matter, like, I mean, because they may, because to me it's like, and, and I'm, and I'm going to say this and I hope you can, you, you can feel me where I'm saying. It's like, you know, it's, it's your, you just, you're just, you want to date that one lady so bad, but she, she gives it to you too quick. And it's just, you know, no, just take your time. <laughs> just take your time. It's okay. Like, uh, slow it down. Great, let, let, it, let it, let it, age, let it age like fine wine. You know what I mean? Like, let that, let that be. And it'll last longer and it'll taste better. And it'll, you won't forget that feeling. You, you get what I'm oh, saying? Oh, you get deep. You get deep, brother. You get deep. <laughs> I, 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 hey, man, hey, <laughs> you know, you know it. We have, we have the iconic Mickey Stevenson, first A and R of Motown on All Legacy Access, brought to you by Next Legacy Radio. And I, and you got books. I need to know what's going on. Oh, oh what's man, going my on book. With the book, sir. My book, yes, sir. Motown's first A and R man presents the A and R man by William Mickey Stevenson. Now the book is on Amazon. You can order it from Amazon without a problem. The A and R man. Okay. And I got to tell you, I put a lot of information in there from the heart and how it really happened. 
I mean, it's not like a book about what song did this and who wrote that. It's not that kind of book. It's about the inner mm-hmm. makings of Motown. And, and me, tied to it because it's synonymous, it's part of my life. But above all, information. The gifts come from God, but the work come from each one of us to develop that. Right. And I explained that very clearly. And it's cost you. If you want something out of this industry, if you want something out of anything that's worthwhile, it's going to cost you something. It's not free. You've got to get that in your mind, in your heart, and deal with it. From that, the reward comes. And I make that clear throughout the book. And I bring out different situations on different people and times and why. And uh, not out of some genius thought, out of absolutely being there and seeing it develop and knowing why. Are you with me? So, in other words, you wrote a book based on how you write music. You did it based on how you feel. Right and you let it roll. And, through it, and all the experiences that went with that. And when it comes when it comes to just certain experiences, and I know a lot of people can pick it up, and I definitely encourage you to go to Amazon. It's available right now for all the people out there that is uh, wondering, and I know there's a lot of curious heads on social media right about now who really wants to who really wants that book, go get it. It's available now. So make sure you check it out. So with with a lot of the what 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 were some certain things that you felt as the you know first A and R of, of Motown and just being able to pen and write so many classics, what what were some of the you know, I guess challenges you could say uh back during that time and as, you know, Motown evolved and things like that too. Um without telling too much that, you know, people need to go pick up the book, but you know, explain <laughs> a little bit in detail though. Because I definitely want people to go get that book though. Well, let's say I put the Funk Brothers together, all right? When okay. I first took the position as uh, as the A&R man for Motown, the first thing Barry said, well, in fact, it was Smokey. He said, man, we, Mark, we need some musicians, and you know all the guys in the city. I said, I got this. Don't worry about a thing. I got it. Now, to pick out the musicians to play for this company that was starting up, I had to get the guys who not only were gifted in their own right, but had the heart to want to take the time to pull it together. It wasn't about money. Mm -hmm. It was about let's pull together. That's a different kind of person. You know that from what you're doing now. you got a lot of people around, but to pull pull together, they all go separately, and yet they want results. That's a tough thing. Very true. I had to pick them up one one at a time, and some guys were great, but they did not want to cooperate. They showed me signs that they would not, or that they would create a problem later. And this thing had to be tied down where we had to all work together tight. And then doing that, I, I learned a lot, and dealing with each individual, and after going through about 30 guys, I ended up with the Funk Brothers which that mm-hmm. name came out of nowhere. But mm-hmm. they gave their hearts the same way as I gave mine. And we'd start in at, say, some hour like uh, uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and we wouldn't stop till 2 o'clock in the morning. Now, right. man, when you do that every day and enjoying yourself, that's deep. And that's I love out of that alone makes the music great. It makes hey, Mickey, it's just like aging in reverse. Because I swear, you're 21 right about now in my eyes. Like, that's how I feel. 
Oh, that's great, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, and it does that because you can take you can take any song, but like you said, you take that effort and you take that passion and what you do from two a.m. from two to from two a.m. to two a.m. the next day. If you got to work at twenty hours or whatever, and it and it feels good after you're done. Like you can't you can't escape that. You can't beat that. That's that's meant to happen. And and to me a lot of people don't understand it and you're right. And to me it's just like I look at the industry or I look at people's efforts and they're you know, you can do a nine to five all you want to, but are you getting what you deserve out of that nine to five during that stretch? And if you're not, then that means you need to put in a little bit more work to be able to get to what you want. You hit the nail on the head, man. I tell people when they ask me, say, well, man, what does it take to do to be this? I say, listen, I don't care whether you want to be a doctor, lawyer, whatever. If you want to be great at it, the gifts, and I tell everybody, gifts come from God. Development is your responsibility. When you sleep eight and you work eight, what are you doing with the other eight? Now, if you can't say (laughs) what you did with the other eight, you're kidding yourself. That's right. You understand That's what I'm saying? That don't mean you won't make a living. <laughs> but as far as being great and being and, and taking all the and taking the advantage of the gifts that the Lord has given you, and some of us have more than one gift. Some of us have been given mm-hmm. two or three gifts, and you didn't take right. time to deal with that other eight and say exactly what you did with your time. Forget it. It ain't going to happen. That's the bottom exactly. line. That's why I say it costs you. See, you know what I mean. It does. There, there's a sacrifice in everything that you do in life, and it depends on the kind of sacrifice you want to you want to take. If you look at it and you feel like it's a, you know, it's a, you know, it's a thankless sacrifice, then you know, if you look at it like that, then you're not going to win at the end of the day. It's like you, you really got to just, you know, take these, you know, take the life lumps and, you know, industry lumps. Look, look at the way things are now, especially with, you know, the fact that there's so many consumers who. You know, I guess you can say Mickey, for the most part, is real is real sensitive on wanting to buy because everything they can get is free. Everything is easy. Remember, you know, I was just saying, and metaphorically, as far as you know, the the woman who gives it up too quick, you know, no, take your time. When it comes to that, it's the, it, the consumers are so obsessed with free, free, free that they don't look at it as an investment like it should. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they they don't look at it like it should. And it's just like buying a book. Anybody that buys a book today is investing in history when when you really look at it. It's kind of like stocks in a lot of ways. You want to see Mickey Stevenson continue to write books or be a factor in this industry, you can definitely go and support his calls and supporting his calls is remembering his legacy and buying the book too at the same time, right? The A&R man. Can't miss it. There you go. And those who want to know, the information is right there in your hand. Right there in your hand. I love that. And and when you and when you buy it, you're you're going to wind up keeping it and and enjoying it and making sure that you know it, you know hey Mickey's not giving free game. Once you buy that book, he's going to give it to you like right there. Because I, I ordered mine, I can't wait to pick it up and read it myself. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Definitely gonna I be, can't uh, wait to hear from you. We got to talk agree. again, too, when you get it. You and I will have to hey. talk because you're going to find some things in there of what you said that you said is going to be in my book. <laughs> see? See? And, and, see? And, and we're going to have – and see, y'all heard it here first. We're going to have a recap special after I go through and read the oh, book, boy. and we're going to celebrate. <laughs> we're going to have a and, – and, and one quick question, uh, Mickey, like, are you going to kind of take your book on and – 
you know, hit hit up hit up a couple of uh, you know, bookstores, uh, tour places or whatnot, because we would love to have the have you out here in Northern California, man. Oh, oh, I'm like I'm. They have me on different uh, tours, and when I do uh, Q and A's right now about the book. I mean, in fact, on my way, I get London. I'm going to. I'm going into uh, Nashville. Been in Alabama, Atlanta. I mean, they're calling me, and different guys like yourself are calling me. I mean, you got to come here and do a whole thing in the city. I said, okay, great, great. You know, because when you read it, you call me because we're going to get together again, and we're going to make it happen. Hey man, I'm looking. For, I'm looking, definitely looking forward to it. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a blessed thing for sure. Mickey Stevenson, our guest, all legacy access, and a couple of quick questions uh, before we let you go. And uh, when it comes to the industry, I know we kind of talked about it, and I know we're kind of at a stage right now where it's you know it's a little loose with uh, creativity. But uh, if you could write for a, a certain a certain artist, like uh, first artist, maybe first couple of artists that comes to mind. What, who, who would you? Who, who do you think you can be able to win on a on a nice? Just listening to the voice or listening to you know a specific artist. Who who, who do you think is a, a solid one you could write for? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, I, me, I could write for anybody, but uh, right now with the mood I'm in, uh, it would be for a female artist. I'm in a in a okay. loving place right now, so I, I would need I would take a female artist I could really do some great work with, and to name one, eh, I could take any one of them that's got the voice. To be honest with you, still I feel the song, I feel go. that kind of passion right now. I'm in love, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey feels the love, so he's looking for that, that 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 nice female voice that'll be able to take it to the top and just you know stir something up in Mickey that'll just get him writing and get him you know putting out something really solid for it. And and it's funny that you mentioned a female artist, and and I know this year we lost uh, a great one in Natalie Cole, oh, and boy. um and and I feel like you know mentioning this because I was actually. You know, going through her catalog, and you know, and it, you know, she has so many songs that bring back so many memories too. And it's it's all in the strength of her talent and writing, right? And it's it's one song, it's one song that came out in '99. It was Snowfall on 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 the Sahara, and I think if anybody can go back and really pay attention to those words and 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 feel that not just passion of that song, but the powerful words that comes with it, like certain. Certain things, Mickey, you just can't you can't deny. Like you know, good writing mixed with good music, good talent, it's gonna give you like you know, it's gonna stir you up in a certain way that you know it's it's unexplainable, and that's the power of music, right? Oh yeah, and and it lasts forever, especially in the one the moment that it hits you. That song will stay with you forever. You could be anywhere and hear a, hear just a melody of it, and the moment at the time then you first heard it comes back. That's what's wonderful about Absolutely. music. <laughs> Absolutely. The power of music. And I definitely hope that people out there listening definitely don't take it for granted. And I feel like, you know, the time that, you know, I spent, you know, talking to you and, you know, getting motivated by you, because you motivated me before we even met. So, you know, now that now that we've met and we're cool and everything is everything is everything, I'm I'm even more I'm ready to take on even more journeys and, and do a lot of different things, you know. Just just get motivated just by by appreciating the history and, and, and learning from you. Um and, and you didn't even know you was a teacher of mine and I'm just letting you know that you're a teacher on, 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 on here. Everything that we do is built on trying to build a legacy and 
you know, this, this is this is what we do here, and then having you here it. is a great great feeling. So, you know, you you got to give out. You know, you got to tell me how you feel about social media, man. You got to make sure we give out all your social media stuff. I love it, man. Okay, all right. Social media is the key, man. That's 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 better than any newspaper today. <laughs> so, I mean, this is it. I, that's it. That's it. You know, I'm doing plays and shows and and things, and social media is the is the way. It's, it's awesome. And how do you how do you? I mean, in, in in general, like you know, with Facebook and websites and things like that, you know, you you've adapted pretty quick, right? Because I, I see Facebooks and things like that out there. You're doing pretty well with it. Because it's the way to go. You reach the world. Not just the one around the corner or down the block or the or the city that you're in. The world hears you. That's incredible. That's a wonderful thing. Absolutely. 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 So if you got something to say, that's a great place to say it. You got something to do, that's a good place to let people know you got it to do. I think it's fantastic. I love it. Perfect. In closing, I want to thank you for uh, you know giving me your time, man. And, and to me, it's it's a hey, it's a little bit more than a big deal, Mickey. So you know, definitely we have to make sure that we talk offline. Anything that I could do and the station could do to be able to you know not just keep a, a spotlight on historic icons such as yourself, but also keeping the music memory alive because you know this is one station, you know, and on top of there's others as well. But you know, we have conversations about and play music you know, from these legends and, and building that legacy. And I feel like it's important for all of us to to embrace it and, and, and never let it never let it go. No matter what's going on in the world, we got music that's going to be able to hold us down and give us good memories. And, and the writers such as yourself and others, we got to make sure we put you guys on the platform. So, you know, we're going we gonna to keep showing, we're going to keep showing respect and love to you, Mr. Stevenson. We're going to get it in. Well, I got to tell you something, man. Your, your, your approach and your concept and your voice is great. Absolutely great. Hey, it all comes together hey, man, one, I, one one thing. It's really great. Very special. So man, you you've already you're on what I say. You're you're working, you're developing, <laughs> you're making it pay off. I think that's great, man. And we got to talk again. I mean we got to talk again. Absolutely, and, and you know what, hey, it's, hey man, you just gave me the biggest compliment ever just because you're you, and, you know, you've heard a lot. I mean, you've heard Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder up close. You've heard <laughs> Jimmy Ruffin. You've heard the Four Tops. So, you know, you, you put me in there like, you know, hey, you're doing you're doing pretty good, man. You're doing, you're doing pretty good. Hey, man, that's big. That's big. That's big. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey man, I appreciate. I definitely appreciate it. We are gonna continue to gaslight this this book and make sure that we let people know reading is important. Everybody It's not just one of those one of those situations where you can just, you know. I know a lot of people don't talk about literacy and you know putting things together and read, but I feel like it's important for everybody to pick up a damn book and read. Like just read, and then not only that, know your history. So when you get this one from Mickey Stevenson, know your history and be able to talk about it. So when you call on the line and want to talk to Mickey on the next go-around, you'll be able to say, hey, you know what? I read your book in this paragraph. Ooh, it was a little turked up. We got to get some talking. <laughs> we got to talk a little bit. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you for all the things that you have done and continue to do, man. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. You get a lot of good, motivated people like myself and others on the line right now that appreciate you. I appreciate you too, man. And to all the fans and all your fans and all the listeners, the A&R Man by Mickey Stevenson. It's a real joy to read. 
All right. All right. There you have it. I appreciate right, you, brother. sir. I'll be I'll be in touch this week, and thanks a lot, man, for everything that you continue to do. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Next Legacy Radio All Access Legacy right here. The great, talented, iconic Mickey Stevenson right here. Next Legacy.